Welcome to Day Players. I'm Peter Lansdahl. Now, everyone has a favorite class in Dungeons and Dragons, and for this episode of Day Players, I get my friends to play my preferred profession, the wizard. With eight schools to choose from, it's easy to fill out our party with three unique characters to improv a classic fantasy adventure with no swords, boards, or bardic words. So open your grimoire, light up some mystical candles, and get your arcane focus ready. Something magical is about to happen, because this is Day Players. Our first guest tonight, you've heard him many times, you'll love him, he once landed a job after interviewing in his pajamas, he's been screenwriting a lot during quarantine, and he's eaten five jalapenos in the last 24 hours. I'm ready for this spicy, spicy game. It's Will. Will, how are you doing? I'm doing as good as someone who's eaten five jalapenos can do, <laughs> which is nice. Amazing. I mean... It's mo it's moderate. Is this a uh, regular activity? No, this is a um, <laughs> haven't gone to the store, eat what you have sort of scenario. <laughs> ah yes. Ah, a quarantine uh, meal. <laughs> Fit for a king. Ah uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. And um, what character are you playing today? So today I'm going to be playing Murmur the Dead Ringer. Uh, Murmur is a rock gnome wizard from the school of necromancy. Visually woodland-esque. I, I would almost describe him like a like a Radagast from Lord of the Rings. Uh, mm, yeah. With clothes uh, adorned and constructed from fern and thorns and uh, vines and whatnot, branches. He's from the school of necromancy, knows ancient truths, he knows how to animate the dead, and he feels like he's uh, got a, a duty in this life to bring justice to the world. And uh, he thinks that even in death, people have that same duty. And so he'll call upon the dead in order to help him, you know, enact uh, the balance, the justice in the world. Murmur is about 300 years old. Is that correct, Morgan? That's sort oh, yeah. of like a middle age. Yeah, gnomes, gnomes live for quite a long time, if you want them to. So you can kind of say whatever many hundreds of years, and it's whatever age you want. <laughs> He's a bit impulsive. He's not the most um, forethought person. He sort of just goes whatever he thinks is best, and eventually he'll get to the right conclusions. Yeah. I'm sure he'll reach a conclusion at the end of this adventure. <laughs> Some sort of conclusion will be made, and I'm sure he'll justify it somehow. I cannot wait. Next on our Discord list of attendees, uh, he started working at a preschool. He is still not gold-ranked in Street Fighter. I'm hoping he'll reach it soon. And he won't be homeless next month. Uh, very exciting. Morgan, how you doing? I'm doing good. I was able to find a place to move into. I'm going to be living with Tommy. <laughs> And it's going to be great. We're going to move in in like a week from when we're recording. So by the time this goes up, we will be in a new recording space. Everything's going to be great. And we're not going to be homeless. We can record <laughs> in the same room. Same yeah. Thing. Man. It's going to be a fun house. Do you guys have a name for the house yet? I mean, no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> okay. It's got to earn its name. Yeah, it's got to earn That's the right. Name. First problem it has that's what it'll be called <laughs> uh, what are you playing morgan today i am playing w penny whistle a human transmuter wizard w is very old i'm thinking 90 plus crazy kooky old man wizard he wears the long dark robe with the wild mustache i'm gonna have the mustache uh go out and up and connect into his hair and then he's got nothing below the mustache. He's all clean shaven down there. So he has like this loop of hair around his face. <laughs> w is just so happy to be a wizard. He spent his whole life studying magic because of how cool it is. 
transmutation is kind of kind of a physics-y type thing, states of matter, alchemy, and he just loves interacting with the world around him, seeing how things change, changing them themselves. As Tommy described, it's kind of like a combination of King Boomy from Avatar and Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus, and that is exactly what I want to play him as. Yeah. Our final player. He's biked 12 miles just before this morning recording session. His middle name is Rainier, like the mountain, and he once ate cow's tongue and a baby octopus in a single meal. It's Tommy. Tell me, Tommy, how did that meal taste? Uh, cow's tongue? Pretty good. Baby octopus, do not recommend. Was the octopus still alive? It was not. It was not. But it did still have the beak, and that was profoundly unpleasant. Well, what character are you playing, Tommy? Today I'll be playing uh, Harold Vulcan, Harry Vulcan, uh, a minotaur, and a master of the Conjuration School of Magic. He's all about conjuration. He loves making stuff, crafting things out of the aether, all about the detail work, all about the fine details, which doesn't really match his personality a lot as he's kind of hot-headed, impatient, comes from a noble conqueror's line uh, in his minotaur clan, and uh, they did not particularly like his choice to go a more intellectual route, but he believes in the power of pure intellect and the worth of raw ability and knowledge to solve problems. How old is he, Tommy? Uh, let's say Minotaurs live, so Minotaurs live to be like 180, something like that. Let's say like 50. That's like kind of the equivalent of like mid-30s for a human, right? Yeah. So he's, yeah. you know, kind of at the height of his stuff, not exactly wise, experienced but doesn't have the broad scope of perspective that comes with a longer lifespan all right and finally you have myself i am falling in love with pixel art i'm going to buy a new car and i hate to admit it but i'm getting real bored of quarantine i'm not gonna break it but man i do get it (laughs) you hate to admit it folks it's me it's peter i'm the gm i'm in charge today our players sit on the esteemed wizard council for King Jokrin. They oversee the mystical issues of the country and prepare the best advice for their king. There have been some recent problems. And through these questions, we will find the specifics of these problems. You know these questions as good as I. It's the day player's starting questions. The first question goes towards Will. Wizards are no longer considered experts in magic. What role in society has taken their place? Who do the people go to when they have a magic problem? They go to the clergy. Ooh. (laughs) Magic is a gift of the gods. Yeah. And thus they are the experts in knowing it. Uh, my next question goes to Morgan. The council's not doing great. You, I need to know, is the council's finances, have they collapsed, or are they on the brink of collapsing? I think being on the brink is a little more engaging. That way we have something to lose. Excellent. You uh, are working hard to try and keep those finances safe. The final question goes towards Tommy. Tommy, a rumor has been breaking out in the council. There's a new ominous group ravaging the countryside. Is this group known for their beauty or their intelligence? Do you want int enemies or charisma enemies? (laughs) Oh, I'm sure it'll be a little more interesting than that. I think beauty, because if there's one thing that wizards are not really known for is being beautiful. Excellent. To review our three questions, wizards are no longer considered experts in magic. The people now go towards the clergy when they have uh, magical problems. The council's finances are on a brink of collapse. And finally, a ominous group is ravaging the countryside, and they are known for their astounding beauty. W. Pennywhistle walks along the path towards the capital. You see up the long, tall tower in King Jokrin's uh, castle. You know, that is your final destination. The meeting place for the Council of Wizards. It's the 1st of September. 
the monthly meeting is just about to begin. You walk up the ivory stairs towards the top of the tower and enter into the large chamber where there sits a circular table, a spot for every school, for each school is equal. You're the first to arrive, Dubia. What do you do? Hmm. Since I'm a little earlier than everyone else, I will walk over to my regular seat, as everyone would expect me to be in, and then I will cast Rope Trick, Peter. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will create a little portal above my seat, crawl into it, and I will await to pop out once everyone else arrives, and then I'll land right in my seat exactly when the meeting starts. <laughs> w, did you pull the rope into your portal? I did, yes. Wonderful. The next person to arrive is Harold, or Harry Vulcan. Again, you see the ivory tower, the ivory steps, and when you enter into the chamber, the council's chamber, you see a empty room with no one sitting at the circular table. What do you do? It already seems like to Harry that this is going to be a waste of time and that people are already not on time, even though the meeting's not started yet. So he's just going to gruffly sit in his seat and uh, he'll pull out a little a little treasure chest and tap it, which will summon uh, Leon's secret chest. There's a little extra dimensional treasure chest. Pull out my tinkering, a couple tinkering tools and uh, get to work on a, a little a little piece a little piece of, let's say, sil a silver bracelet that needs some delicate inlay with no care for the silver shavings that are being discarded upon the table. Yes, it is odd. Even Tekrin, the abjuration specialist, known for uh, always being early, they're not here yet either. Mm. Finally, our last wizard, uh, Murmur, the Dead Ringer, arrives with the ivory tower, goes up the ivory steps, and finds themselves up at the tall council chamber where you see a Harry Vulcan, the Minotaur wizard. What do you do? Step forward, I sort of make my way to my chair and I sort of exclaim out loud, Oh thank goodness I'm not the I'm not the last one here. Oh, that would have been embarrassing, but uh <laughs> how's it going? How are you doing? I've got a little clockwork toy. It, it's sort of like a, like a toy robot, but it's got a clock built in it. And uh, like even before you've you've answered my question, I'm just messing with stuff. I'm fiddling. Harry will look up and say, "Ringer, I'm glad to see that you are somewhat on time. It seems as usual our compatriots are behind the clock. And speaking of clocks, I must say that little device you have there is uh, well crafted." I'm impressed that you have such a, a charming piece. I wonder if you would let me take it apart and maybe just see how the inner workings go. Oh, um, gladly, gladly. Take it apart. That, it'll give me something to put back together. Oh, well, thank you very much. I, 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 I throw it. <laughs> you throw it? <laughs> yeah, I throw it. I'll uh, catch it in a large hand, not a hoof. I guess that's probably important to distinguish. Tommy, uh, do you know what minotaurs are? <laughs> Yeah, I forgot if they have hands. Okay. Yeah, yes, hands. they have from hands. The, from the neck up and the waist down, you're a bull. Yes. All right, so well, Harry will catch, I, the, catch the little clock and begin with a small set of tools, gently and carefully taking it apart and inspecting the inner workings. His, his name is Ticker. Ticker. Ticker and Ringer. It's on brand. Peter, is it time for me to come out yet? <laughs> yes, it's the time for the meeting has started. A cuckoo clock goes off in the corner. It caused three times to show that it's three o'clock. What are the chairs made of? Wood. As soon as the cuckoo clock begins cuckooing, my portal of rope trick will open up and I will just collapse into the chair. I would like to just come in so heavy that I just break the chair. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm And I'm just... In the smattered wood. W, w did the thing he did again. Another classic <laughs> entrance. Was it, a, was it any funnier this time? Uh, it was funnier, but it was a little bit louder this time. I mended you, uh, the chair and then I sit down. Are you, are you, are you okay? Oh yeah, that was just for effect. And you, you can see me like pop one of my shoulders back into place. <laughs> 
Wait, so you you were here? Are are the are the other ones doing doing that? Where, where are they? <laughs> yeah, Peter, do all the other wizards appear right on time? <laughs> Nope, there are no other wizards that appear. However, a servant walks by the door and is uh, surprised. He jumps back at seeing you and enters the room. You recognize him as Carl Longfoot. Oh, uh, I, I, there's guests here. I'm sorry, I should have gotten you something to drink. Is there anything I can get you? Well, you can start by getting the other wizards here. Where is everybody? Uh, I, I, I'm afraid that... um. I'll have to get Lar Heavenworth. He, he wasn't expecting anyone today. Wait, did did I mix up my days again? Did I come uh, a couple of days early or a couple of days late? Oh, 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 oh my! You haven't heard the news. Um, I will go grab Lar and a couple of drinks. Something, something fermented, preferably. Uh, yes, of course. I'll get you as usuals. Ah, thank you. Yes, You're the thank best, you, Carl. Carl. And he shuffles off. Unusual that the other wizards would be gone and we would not have been notified. Are we not masters on this council? Well, at least it'll be another short meeting. Mm, I mean, I'm not surprised that they didn't notify me. I I don't really have a, a mailbox or some place to go pick up my postage. Yes, where have you been wandering about these days, Murmur? Um, outside. <laughs> Just uh, all sorts of places in the, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. just not indoors. No. I commend you for your honesty and your brevity. Lar Heavenworth enters the room with a platter with several drinks. You recognize Lar as an advisor to the king. He's the intermediary between the council and the king, and you see him every time there is a meeting. He gives you your drinks and sits at one of the seats on the the round table, and he lets out a big sigh. <sighs> I was worried this would happen. Did you not get the letters? Clearly we didn't get the letters. Are the Kravlins back again? No, no, they've been defeated again and again and again, and uh, I have some sad news. Uh, we no longer have the money to pay for your services. <gasps> what? The kings had to make some cutbacks based on some recent behavior of the masses. I'm sure you understand. Recent behavior? I thought we were on call to stop those kinds of things. You still are, and you can be. It's just we cannot pay you. Would you still do those services? We could give you an IOU, or you can do it out of the kindness of your own heart. A service to the kingdom. I mean, we're down a couple of wizards. It's not going to be the same. Are, are you saying the others, they, they're they not a part of this this council anymore? Uh, their, their response was they would arrive when the checks could clear. If the king's coffers aren't going to pay us, where is that money going? I know you didn't just stop solving problems. Last time I checked, we were your best shot at solving any of the major issues facing the kingdom. There hasn't been quite uh, enough taxes collected. There's been a couple of issues with the common folk. People are disappearing, and uh, if they're gone, they can't pay taxes, can they? I can see that this issue interests you greatly. Um, It's fine, you know, if you don't want to help the common people and, uh, you know, find those papas and mamas that have left their young as orphans. More like those coffers and dollars. Listen, Lar, we know what it is you're getting after. I wonder if we were to potentially bring these papas and mamas back, thereby, as a pleasant byproduct, bolster the royal coffers a little bit more as well. Would it be safe to say that our fine council would be reinstated with all the with all the generous funding we would need from the king? Not that it was ever about the money, of course. Why, yes, once the coffers are full, we would undergo a new financial review, and I'm sure your services will be paid handsomely. Mm. Well, there's only two certainties in life. That's uh, death and taxes. But, uh, <laughs> you know, even in, in that, uh, I can kind of, finagle that so uh yeah money's not a not not an issue uh i i care more about uh doing what's right hmm i do need a little bit of a paycheck in order to 
provide for my antics. And I guess this is the easiest way to get that going again. Very well. I'm sure you can handle it quite well. You have all the details you need. There's people disappearing under the countryside. All you have to do is find the places that are missing the most. So, the three of you, you're walking through the countryside on the road towards the town of Rackhoof. The lack of people is quite noticeable. There's a silence in the air and a eeriness on the countryside. The fields are untended. The stores empty. It's almost a ghost town. You stand in the center of the town with a few buildings still in service. What do you do? Well, naturally, we gotta start off by going to the inn, the classic location oh, yeah. of any adventure. Of course, you head towards the inn, the drunk chicken. You walk inside and you see that it is more people than you expect. There's, it's a small crowd, almost as if everyone who's left in the town is just hanging out here. They're all drinking silently, but one couple in the corner is ending into quite a heated conversation. Ah, so this is where they all are. Everyone looks towards you and gives you a little head nod, like, yes, we're here. The arguing couple continue the arguing. You can eavesdrop a little and hear that uh, the, the, the man is trying to convince the woman to not go out and search for their child. There's, of course, a, a large half-orc bartender who is cleaning a glass vigorously. I'll go over to the bartender. He looks you up and down and says, What drink? You. Oh, we have no time to drink, sir. We're here to solve your problems. Come on, tell me where all the missing people are going. Is it ghosts in the night? Are the crablins back again? No, crablins. People gone. Don't know why. You want drink? Sure, give me something strong. I think our adventure is over, friends. We have no leads. <laughs> well, uh, he, well, well, he, he pours out a tall glass of a uh, brown liquid that have flakes of something red in it. Mmm, I take a little sippy. Uh, it tastes awful. It tastes just like pure alcohol, and then the flakes are just like pepper flakes. Mmm. Oh. <laughs> a little specialty. <laughs> Debbie, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? There's no leads. This, this, these people over here are talking about their kid. Yeah, but this bartender here. I mean, the bartender is the source of all the knowledge in a town. If he doesn't know, there's nothing to know. Me not know a lot. <laughs> Me no only drink. Me well, too, friend. Me too. And then I, I, I'll press to digitate the drink into something a little sweeter. And I'll take a sip. <laughs> Oh, yes, uh, uh, price, uh, cost, f six copper, please. Of course, my good man. I'll take it out, gently drop all the coins onto the table. You give him exact change? Of course. Oh, good, all right. What, is this a, he takes is the this six a tipping silver? economy? <laughs> he takes the six silver and counts it and puts it on the ground and goes, uh, this, uh, this five silver, not six. Hmm. Doesn't seem like he's good at math either. Zero, one, two, three, four, five. Five coins, not six. Harry will walk over and just say, Oh, don't worry, Javia. We all get numbers wrong sometimes. And I'll use Minor Conjuration to summon a silver coin from the Aether and give it to our orc friend. You try trick me once, and he pulls out a big club, bonk, onto the table. You try trick twice, just one more silver. Wait. <laughs> the other... Uh, a a man on the other side of the bar looks at you and just says, "Just give just give him the silver." No wonder all the people in this town disappeared if this is the service. <laughs> it's okay. He can't he can't count. It's it's fine. Uh, don't worry. It's sometimes he undercounts, other times he overcounts. Just you just gotta buy more drinks. Ah, the balance of the universe. And I give him the silver. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you. And he puts a, the the big old club back down. The, the man at the other end of the bar, who addressed you with the counting issue, moves his seat up closer and addresses you. I, I haven't seen you before. Uh, quite used to people disappearing. Not appearing. <laughs> uh, yeah. What, what brings you to town? Just that, friend. We have been tasked by our magnanimous king to uh, 
resolve the issue of the disappearing folk on the town side, purely for benevolent and non-selfish reasons. Oh, well, uh, wonderful. I'm, uh, I'm glad someone's here to uh, help save us. Uh, I'm sure your, your friend's there, and he points towards W. Hmm. You should keep an eye on him, because I think he might be the first to disappear. What makes you say that? I hate to say this, but uh, anyone who is ugly, oh. they tend to disappear faster. Well, first, I guess. <laughs> I spit out my drink. Sorry, W. It's been a good so, I, no, 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 no offense. No offense, but uh, you, you must just understand. Um, around here, that's a bit of a um, problem. I just wanted to make sure you're aware. You know, if... if uh... <laughs> Wait a minute. Peter, I want... I take a glance around. Is everyone here gorgeous? Everyone is an 8 out of 10 or above. Well, well. My, oh, my God. God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. I see. I, mm. don't, I, I, see, I'm blessed myself, and so I luckily haven't been taken. But it's um, did lose my wife. So, that's, you know, not the best. Gotta refrain from commentary on this guy. Yikes! <laughs> ah, so you were the settler. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I suppose you could see it that way. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, and she had quite a wonderful voice. Ah, yes. Brutal. Brutal. Well, when was the last disappearance? Is this is this ongoing, or does it kind of seem like the bar has been set in terms of looks? Well, there's, I mean, look around, and uh, he kind of, like, motions his head towards someone in the corner who uh, has, I don't know, their eyes are a weird distance apart. Oh, no. Wait, but in a good way? Uh, in a bad way. How come they're still here? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know... You're here, after all. It's, uh, hmm, fine. You know, it tends to be about one person a week. The last one taken was, uh, and he points over towards the couple in the corner. Their son, Hevrick. I knew it. I knew that was a lead. W, I'm going to go talk to them. Fine, if you can and, prove uh, me wrong. <laughs> I, I make my way over to this couple. I don't know how young or old this couple is, but I'm going to approach them. Wait, I want to come too, and I have my drink. I will also come, of course. Uh, their arguing quickly stops as the woman of the couple quickly shushes the man and looks up to you and says, "Oh, oh, hi, sorry. Were, were we too loud?" Uh, no, no, actually, it was great that you were loud because I was able to hear what you said. Oh, wonder, wonderful, wonderful! Everyone knows about our troubles. What? Isn't that great, honey? Yep, yep, yep. It's certainly great. Wait, wait um, ho- hold on, hold on. Don't be, don't be so, you know, upset. I, I we, we actually are here because we're trying to help. Uh, my name's Murmur. Uh, this is W, and uh, over there, that's a, uh, that's a uh, Harry, and uh, we came here because uh, we heard about disappearances. Your, 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 your child was the last to disappear. Yes, uh, let me introduce myself. Um, uh, the woman introduced herself as Lisa, and she uh, tells you that this is her husband, uh, Jorik. Our, our child, Hevrick, he uh, disappeared about some two days ago. I, I think I can find him. There was a path with two pairs of footsteps. Leading away from... Let's do another spit take. <laughs> leading away from our little little house. I'm sure I can follow them and find our boy, but Jorik here is worried for my safety. I, we, I've already lost a son. I don't want to lose any more. Well, we can always make another son. <laughs> it's easy. Here's, here's something. Or a daughter. We, I, why not both? Here's something I hadn't considered until right now, but uh, was your uh, was your kid an ugly kid? I mean, you're you're his parents. You could be honest. Yeah, he uh, yeah, he got his grandfather's nose. Well, how was his grandfather able to breathe? <laughs> uh, with his mouth, thankfully. Oh well, I shouldn't I shouldn't I shouldn't make jokes. That was not the time for that, but uh. You're, you're so kind. It warms my heart after such tragedy. Perhaps goodwill towards our dead grandfather can remind us that we can appreciate those that have left us. And he looks towards his wife, Lisa. I'm not going to give up on him. Not yet. I know he's out there. There's no body. 
It's just gone. How often, how often do these disappearances happen? Once a week, every couple of days, it's... Every couple of days? But that's tomorrow. Yes, yeah, yeah. That, it would make sense for another person to disappear tomorrow. And Lisa looks around the bar, and then her eyes land on you, W. Um, perhaps you, W, should leave town, then. Alright, let's huddle up, boys. Let's huddle. Gentlemen, a plan suggests itself to me. If we are due for a kidnapping in the near future, it sounds like our, uh, Dear friend W, may be a likely target. Now, W, I don't know what kind of beauty standards these these people go by, but just in case you don't fit, I suggest we set a trap for whatever may be uh, plaguing the townsfolk. Yes, maybe some sort of vinegar pot. That's what <laughs> I. That's what they call it. I've never heard it called anything else. And I have just the trap to lay. You guys are preparing to set a trap, a vinegar, what would you call it? A, it's a, it's a honey pot, a but a pot? vinegar pot, yeah. because pot. instead of something sexy, it's something ugly. <laughs> there are plenty of empty houses, so you can kind of take your pick of where you want to do this. Ooh, good idea. So why don't you tell me about this vinegar pot? The plan is, I will be the bait, I'll be in a bed, to really make myself a potent target. I have, I have alter self. Which is, you know, like the visual change, and it's not just an illusion. So I'd make myself even uglier. I'd just oh, be nice. so ugly. And then, as soon as the kidnappers appear, you can both restrain them. Activate our shit. And then we'll figure like out it. what's going on. Wonderful. You set yourself up inside one of the many empty houses. As you walk around it, preparing to ambush the soon-to-be-kidnappers... You notice that the house is relatively untouched. Like, you see a dinner in progress. Or, well, the remnants of a dinner. Slightly moldy. It's as if the person living here just walked out of their meal. Ah, interesting. Mm -hmm. You do your preparations. Make yourself ugly as hell. Yes. Yeah. Basic shape stays the same, but I actually transform what I look like. So I can give myself a big crazy hook nose and make one of my eyes bigger than the other and I'm all snaggletooth and Yeah, get him. I'm full of moles all over my face. A true wreck of a face. Yes. I need that fan art. You prepare yourself, make yourself as ugly as possible. Murmur and Harry hide amongst the house. Where uh, I assume you're just like laying in bed. Ah, yes. The classic Little Red Riding Hood wolf hiding in the bed. Yeah. I'll even put on... What are, what are the clothes in the in the wardrobe, Peter? Uh, I mean, brown cloth robes and tunics. Great. No pants. I'll put them all on. <laughs> all right. You, you're getting very hot under the covers in that bed. It's okay. So... Add sweaty and stinky to uh, your ugly face. Great. Now I'm all limbered up. As you get yourself wrestled into bed, ready, and you mentally prepare yourself for the long wait, you're interrupted by a knock on the door. Okay. I hop out of bed, and I shuffle over to the door. I imagine I'm wearing, like, multiple big coats. I kind of wa- I, I kind of spin my arms a little bit, grab onto the door handle, and slowly open it. Hello, what is it? You open it, and you see an incredibly beautiful man. Skin perfect in porcelain, eyes twinkling blue like a deep midnight, and flowing black hair that flaps in the non-existent wind. He's wearing a long cloak. Yes. Well, aren't you a tall drink of water? <laughs> I don't remember calling any booty. <laughs> My, I have been summoned by you. Would you care to let me in? Y yes Come in? Thank you. Uh, I, I, I noticed that you are a recent denizen of this humble abode, and I wanted to 
Welcome you into the neighborhood. Yes, I hear the economy is collapsing and housing is very cheap in this uh, town. He chuckles. <laughs> that is quite right. Uh, housing is dirt cheap nowadays. Allow me to introduce myself, and he sits himself down at the table. I am Hevrick, a salesman of sorts, and I wish to offer you some of my wares. Okay. I will go over to one of the other chairs. Under the mass amount of clothing, am I able to actually like bend my legs and sit down? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I imagine I'm just kind of leaning. <laughs> yeah. I no one made a reaction, but the name is the same name as the couple's child, oh, I missing child. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh I didn't that notice. Didn't <laughs> Wanted to Great. Make sure. Thanks, Peter. You're welcome. It would be funny to have your character not notice, though. <laughs> oh, I totally have not noticed then. Uh, Heverick notices the empty table, says, Oh, um, perhaps I can offer you a drink. Oh, well, you're quite the charmer. Normally, the host would offer the drinks. My, but I am a guest after all. I wouldn't want to impose myself. You recently moved in, so I wouldn't want to, uh, strain your perhaps empty pantry. Hmm, that's kind of an odd phrase. <laughs> ah, no matter. And he reaches into his coat and pulls out a glass of wine with two... Wait, no, a bottle of wine with two glasses. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> two bottles of wine and one glass. And one glass. <laughs> <laughs> he pours out the wine into the two glasses and slides one over to you, looking to settle down, retire. Yes, I I am a very ugly person and I have borne no children because of my ugliness. I'm all alone. <laughs> Perhaps I can solve such problem. You see, I am a salesman of faces. And maybe I could interest you in one of my lovely faces. Hmm. I think the word you're looking for is masks. No, 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 no. See, a mask you can take off and put on your face. I am offering you a face, not a mask. Hmm. <laughs> Perhaps I should show you my wares. Okay. <laughs> and he uh, reaches into his coat and pulls out a large box, sets it on the table, and lifts the top. And within it, you see that there is a row of very realistic humanoid masks, each one with a piercing beauty that causes you to blush a little. Any one of these faces could be yours. I merely ask for a trade. Hmm, a trade, eh? Well, you might not be aware of this, but you can only have one face at a time. I wish to sh I want your face, and you I'll give you one of mine. Hmm, okay, okay. Well, if you're a salesman, then we should have more of a fair deal. Show me your ugly faces for sale, since I am so ugly, as I gesture to myself. I, I find that funny. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny. And for, uh, I, I don't sell the faces I trade for. Ah. Much like a craftsman does not sell, sell the coins he acquires. Hmm. Your face ma is marked with experience, ruggedness. It's a story in itself. I like to read those stories after a long night. Helps me go to sleep. Well. Much more, your face is much more interesting than mine. That's why I wish for a mutually beneficial trade of faces. You get the beauty and I get your face. Well, you do make a very compelling argument. Maybe I can grab one of those faces from you. Of course, you're welcome to touch I heard, it. I heard him say grab. I heard him say grab. I think that's it. Was that, was that, and then was I that, cast. Should we go? Oh, God, we go. <laughs> I cast Everett's Black Tentacles. 
I will simultaneously cast Watery Sphere. <laughs> I'm sure your mouth is watering uh, at my, the prospect of my ugly face. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was definitely the cue. Okay, he's definitely going. We're going. <laughs> All right. The two of you leap out of your hiding places and immediately cast your spells on the unsuspecting face salesman, Heverick. And I'm not, don't need to roll anything. Oh. He has been captured. His, his faces fall and clatter to the fo- floor, spreading out. They all make a little, ow. Oh no. As that happens, Heverick is engulfed and grasped by the black tentacles. He struggles, but there's not much he can do. His face underwater, he bubbles some curses, but there's nothing that you can hear. What do you do? I'm going to go ahead and quickly sweep up all the faces, summon my magical treasure chest, pop it open, and just tuck them all in, close the chest, and send it back to the extra dimensional space. Oh, it's like a real video game inventory. It is. It's a a chest of 12 cubic feet that hangs out on the ethereal plane. Surprise! (laughs) (laughs) Well, he is surprised. All right. Cool. Heverick goes unconscious after being drowned by the watery sphere, and you guys prepare him by tying him up to a chair, setting up a knot, making sure he cannot move at all. You stand uh, around him, ready to interrogate him. I will go ahead... Give him a little smack, just a little cheek smack. Hey, wake up. Uh, oh, 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 I could offer you a face at a fine price there with that ugly mug. My friend, you have severely misread the situation. We're not here to do business with you. We need some answers. Well, I'll see what I can do. Also, how rude. You don't know the sexual characteristics of minotaurs. I can almost for sure say that. I'm considered extremely attractive among my people. <laughs> but really, though, which one of us is the most attractive? Just just, I mean, just for, you know, just a scientific sort of inquiry. Hmm. You there, the gnome. Yeah. I wouldn't want your face. Hell yeah. What's he got that I don't got? <laughs> a good face. It's almost... <laughs> Get him! It's too bad we gotta interrogate this guy. He's he's flattering. First, first question: Where have you been taking all the townspeople, Hevrick, if that's even your real name? We've been taking them nowhere. They come of their own accord. Okay, very clever. Where are they going? To where the beautiful people roam. And where might that be? Not here. <laughs> I'd like to uh, I'd like to make an arcana check I want to know if this dude is human or maybe like fey uh, yeah go ahead and roll it yeah because I thought maybe vampire or something alright plus nine let's go fourteen it's demon oh just a demon just straight up no, the yeah. fucking demons up in here straight up demon just, a, just the or usual devil. face uh, demon yeah. it looks like we aren't going to get Many straight answers out of this one. Maybe I can even up the playing field a little bit. And I will pull from one of my sacks a little vial of blood and draw a circle around only the demon in the chair. Not me. And I'm going to maybe bend the rules a little bit. I'm going to cast Summon Greater Demon on this demon. What? Oh, shit. Oh. Okay. Um. And uh, as long as it is a challenge of a challenge rating five or lower, hopefully it is. If shit goes right, We'll be able to just command it. Oh, you're trying to summon. I'm trying oh, to summon. Oh, okay. It. So you're trying to summon this demon that's right in front of you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. You know what? I like that. It says a humanoid killed within the past 24 hours. Uh, who did you kill, Tommy? What? For what? Components? Components. A vial of blood from a humanoid killed within the past 24 oh, hours. Oh no! I forgot that material matter. Yeah, Tommy, because I, I just have a magic wand that I cast my spells from. <laughs> you, you already have that vial. You already poured the blood. Nah, my, Who uh, did no, you yeah. kill? My, 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 uh, it's just a humanoid, right? Yeah. My humans, I'm a conjuration master, so I've, in my in my workshop, uh, at, at the other end of, maybe that's where the chest lives, I've got just a series of, of unthinking, unfeeling conjured uh, clones 
that are <laughs> harvested <laughs> mm, for yeah. their materials at regular intervals. That is horrible, Whoa. but it's ethical. Well, okay, no, I like the I like the summon demon thing. <laughs> uh, let's just say it works. Okay, I think it's a pretty low key spell. It's just the circle, and something changes in the air. All right, uh, the air becomes thick and heavy. The lights, the 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 candles that have been lit struggle to pierce this new darkness. A cloud of black smoke rises from the chair where Hevrick sits. His head goes down and slowly rises up. His eyes, once a piercing blue, are now a glowing red. You've summoned the demon. <laughs> Seems as though I can hide no longer. I am Ka. What do you wish, master? We'll start with the easy questions. Is Ka your true name? <laughs> no. Obviously. Well, they never do that. They never just tell you. <laughs> it was worth the shot. That's a fair, you know, that's a, that's a fair point you've made. Ka, where have the villagers been taken? A temple to the east. Why? Have the villagers been taken? They're not taken. They leave of their own accord. Yes, I guess we played that game earlier. A deal's a deal, after all. <laughs> Would you care to make a deal, master? Not on your life. I'm very attractive for my species. <laughs> How about you, W? Do you still wish to have one of my faces? No, that... That was all part of the trick to capture you. Come on, pay attention, demon. And I smack him. <laughs> I would suggest you don't enter the circle again. <laughs> oh, what, like this? And then I, I put my one toe in. <laughs> Make a reflex save. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> or a reflex save. Okay, I will. Ooh, that is a 17. All right. As you put a toe in, you look up and you see that he is going to spit. <gasps> you move your toe back. He, that spittle lands fiercely onto the ground where your toe once stood and sizzles the ground. I warned you. Well, I still did it. You were lucky this time, but next time, you might not be so lucky. This is a fun game. Who else wishes to try to enter this little circle? No more games, Ka. Answer us this. What awaits us in the temple? Uh, what awaits you there is Ka. Well, not if we leave you here. Any other questions we want to ask, boys? <laughs> uh, what, what do you like so much about the, the ugly faces? Like, what, what do you get out of it? I get a face. It just so happens that people are not quite so attached to ugly faces as much as good ones. Hmm. Do you think Buy this... low, sell high. <laughs> mm-hmm, absolutely. Do you think this guy is using people's identities so that he could hide he could be anybody yeah that's normal demon stuff <laughs> put on one of my faces and you could find out no nah, no nah, I, I already got a good, good one that's pretty good what do we our plan is to leave him here <laughs> you cannot leave me here I am not just here Ka is everywhere. What happens when the spell ends, Tommy? Uh, summon Greater Demon lasts for an hour, and if the DM will allow it, I will say that I have cast Mordenkainen's private sanctum over this area, which prevents teleportation or plane or any of that nonsense. So theoretically, if we leave it tied up here in this chair, we have an hour before it can go anywhere. <laughs> I like those odds. Yeah? Do we want to try to, like, speed run and see if we can... It's already been five minutes. You have 55 left. Tick, talk, tick, talk. Then we must make immediate haste. Enjoy your stay here, demon. I'm sure we'll be seeing you very soon. <laughs> very well. It's a race. Re reconsider your actions. Please. <laughs> we'll see you all right. Car is everywhere.
There's only one hour before the demon escapes? Can our spellcasting heroes get away in time? Find out next time on Day Players. Next time on Day Players. Adventuring as wizards is easy. We pull out one of Tommy's husk bodies yeah. and we just slap a mask on it. There's no soul in this body. It's, it gets squished out like toothpaste out of a tube. Ugh. Let's just make a whole ass cottage. <laughs> Big old beautiful lips that you just want to kiss. Great. No hair, no genitalia for sure. Yeah, that solves all the ethical problems. What a nightmare. Blast him. Skewered onto the side of your little stone cottage. And I thought I was the earthbender. It's too late. Car surrounds you now. Oh, it's going to be one of these fights. It's a classic. <laughs> we are beauty. We are grace. We are all the same face. Okay. I want you to give me five new wizard schools that are going to be added in 6E. Poopmancer. One. One. Rock wizard. Two. 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 Alaska wizard. Three. Three. Bird conjurer. Four. Four. And... The Mind Melder. Five. 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 Five things. Five things. I would play the fuck out of a bird conjurer. That sounds amazing. Fuck yeah. We got some, we got some low effort ones there. I think the only realistic one is the Mind Melder. That's isn't cool. really like a psychic yeah. wizard. Yeah. But, it's, but uh, about putting oh, but your, your mind into other other people's yeah. minds. That's good. Because there's... What? Uh, have they added psionics yet, Peter? Uh, they've been trying. <laughs> But I think uh, I think the last one was too powerful, and so they might have oh, put yeah. it on. Pause. They're always too powerful. <laughs> that's what the that's uh, what the right. island is about. It is what the yeah. island's about. That is what except that mine are not Tom Cruise or whoever's in that movie. Is that Tom Cruise? <laughs> they are un featureless, unthinking, uh, uh, just sort of humanoid objects. <laughs>